helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. a broken record, I've been hearing some truly incredible claims about what Donald Trump would do if he wins the presidential election in 2024. And we begin tonight with a terrifying concept that is currently our reality. Right now, the Republican Party's presidential frontrunner, a twice impeached, twice indicted, liable for sexual abuse former president, is openly running a campaign on autocracy. New reporting from the New York Times today breaks down all the ways Donald Trump and his allies are planning to expand presidential power if he's elected in 2024. Let's go back to the plan for Republicans to install a dictator in the Oval Office in January of 2025. Republicans have this plan regardless of who is their nominee and if they win in 2024. Republicans want to install a dictator. This is what Project 2025 is. We've talked about it before. We will talk about it again. Now, these two clips, one from Joy Reid, one from uh, David Parkman, Pacman, um, they're entitled to their own opinions. I have no problem with that. But what I find interesting is, is how many uh, people are saying that these claims, both by Ms. Reid and Mr. Pacman, um, don't match what Donald Trump actually said. But you see, I see things and, and I have a completely different look at this. See, to me, this is not so much a, a prediction of what is going to happen, but it's the pot calling the kettle black. Or as Jesus put it, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution to teach rising generation to be free. I'm glad you could join me today. Um, should be a bit of an interesting episode as we uh, look at, at some of these claims and some of what's actually been going on. And um, I, I do want to take some time and, and look at these claims because, um, well, uh, again, I, I want to break them down because let's face it, you know, Politicians and political act political activists lie. They do it on both sides. The lying about your opponent is practically a requirement in to hold political office, especially at the national level. So let's back up. Let's take a look at um, uh, Ms. Reed and and see what she's claiming is this this oh my God future. It's 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 Armageddon. It's the end of the world if Donald Trump wins the presidency. And that goes beyond just using the Justice Department to go after his political enemies, as he has already promised to do. Oh, you mean like the way President Biden has used the Department of Justice to go after his political enemies? By the way, you know, not just and I'm not just talking about the indictments. Yes, Trump was impeached twice and the trial found it to be bogus. There was no actual evidence, but oh, he was impeached. He's been indicted. Same thing. He's been accused of charges. And the more you see, the more I've been watching this, the more I see the, the charges that have been brought are, well, they're ridiculous. They're political. They're political. They seem to be politically based rather than um, factually based. But how about the Department of Justice going after Roman Catholics, pro-life activists, um, 
anybody that was that was at the Capitol on January 6th, whether they committed a crime or not, whether they entered the Capitol or not. How about the air marshals following anybody who flew into the Washington, D.C. area January 4th, 5th, and 6th of 2021? This is, the again, the pot calling the kettle black. The Times writes that Trump and his associates have a broader goal to alter the balance of power by increasing the president's authority over every part of the federal government that now operates by either law or tradition with any measure of independence from political interference by the White House. By law or tradition. That is an important statement, because if you think about it, the law is quite clear. Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution says the executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States. It doesn't say it'll be held in his administration. It doesn't say it'll be held in, in executive agencies. It says all executive power is vested in a president of the United States. The fact that traditionally they have acted independent, and, and I, I do appreciate some of these agencies that, that are uh, independent from the standpoint of we're going to look at the president as an equal protection scenario. But this idea that these agencies simply can do whatever they want, they don't have any accountability to the elected president of the United States, those are the roles of a tyrant. You're talking about agencies that have no accountability. And look what Ms. Reed is so worried about. That includes bringing independent agencies like the Federal Communications Commission, which regulates the media, and the Federal Trade Commission under direct presidential control. As I've already said, these are not independent agencies. These are part of the executive branch. They report to the President of the United States. They are part of departments that eventually report to the President of the United States. So it's just a, a how dare you have the President tell these agencies what to do. Of course, they didn't seem to worry too much when President Obama or President Biden tells these agencies what. Only when President Trump does it is it being a tyrant reviving the practice of impounding funds, refusing to spend money Congress has appropriated for programs a president doesn't like. Actually, it's not for programs a president doesn't like. It's for programs a president finds unconstitutional, which, by the way, is the part of the checks and balances, the separation of powers that our founding fathers set up. If Congress runs amok and spends money they're not legally authorized to do, like about 85-90% of the federal budget, the president, as a separate branch, can decide for himself whether or not he's actually going to spend the money. Congress doesn't order the spending of the money. They appropriate the funds for the, for the Treasury to spend. They don't get to say, oh, you've got to spend this or else. Because I haven't heard Joy Reid complaining about the money Congress appropriated to build a wall on the southern border that this president has refused to spend or has cheekily taken and redirected to some other agenda he prefers. And stripping employment protections from tens of thousands of career civil servants, making it easier to replace them if they are deemed obstacles to his agenda. You mean taking employees in the executive branch, part of the executive administration, and firing them if they do not follow the will of the elected president of the United States? If they do not follow the, the laws created by the, the representatives of the people and the states, how dare you fire them for actually following the law?
Now, again, if they're terminated because of the wrong political party, and at certain levels there are political appointees, that's one thing. But let's face it, this morass of, of uh, bureaucrats that have no accountability, they need when they don't follow the law, when they don't follow the policies established by the chief executive within the Constitution and the rules of the Constitution of the United States, they need to be fired. And again, I don't hear Joy Reid complaining when whistleblowers are fired, when they point out the corruption of, say, the Biden or Obama presidency. I didn't hear her complaining about that. Now let's take a listen to uh, some of, of uh, Mr. Pacman's uh, worries. But then you also have Donald Trump publicly saying things like the following, which he said in South Dakota over the weekend. We looked at this clip yesterday. I'll play it again here. Donald Trump said straight up saying, if I win, I will just call the attorney general and say, indict this person, indict that person. That's quite a claim. That's quite a charge to lay at anybody's feet to say that um, we're going to take our political opponents and we're just going to use the Department of Justice to go after them. But is that what Donald Trump actually said? 91 fake and phony charges, 91. How many charges are there? But we're going to ask for dismissals of a lot of it. Most of it is sure. just you ask for dismissal. It's called dismiss the charges. So you're saying you shouldn't ask for a dismissal of charges you believe are fake, false, and politically motivated? Is that what Mr. Pacman is saying? Or is it only the fact that it's Donald Trump asking for the dismissal that, that shows there's a problem? But remember, it's a, it's a Democrat charging his opponent. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. That means that if I win and somebody wants to run against me, I call my attorney general. I say, listen, indict him. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong that we know. I don't know. Indict him on income tax evasion. You'll figure it out. So if you listen, he's not so much saying, this is my plan. He's saying, hey, this is what Biden has done. He's attacked his political opponents by using the DOJ. Maybe I should do that. And, uh, you know, it's on the one hand, you see, well, a precedent has been set. But apparently sarcasm um, is just lost on Mr. Pacman. Or maybe it's just he is so blinded by the ginormous beam in his eye, he cannot see the hypocrisy of, of claiming that a, uh, a, an administration, a president that has sought at an end level possible to uh, indict their political opponent. Um, well, what do you mean someone's going to do that to us? I don't know Mr. Pacman. I don't even follow him. I found his clip when I was, was searching for clips like this. But are, are you telling me that um, it's okay when a Democrat does it, but it's wrong when a Republican does it? Or is it just that that Trump derangement system is such a beam in your eye, you can't even conceive of the possibility that uh, uh, th- that he may be, again, Turning your own, uh, uh, your 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 own supported president's uh, 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 agenda against him to win votes. Now again, it's not simply Trump. Trump's not the only one that that we've seen where we've seen people attacked for their political positions. But this is also an example of why I say check your sources, check your facts. Because let me show you this example. 
you may have heard that over the weekend, uh, I think his name is Sayaka Masakwai. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name. I'm not familiar with this person. Um, but I, I, I found two different articles about his arrest that, um, but to me, it shows this pr- uh, pr- perfectly well. So reading from Yahoo News, I see the FBI this week raided the home of Los Angeles-based actor who was among a group of right-wing protesters who entered the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, authorities said. About 20 agents armed and outfitted in tactical gear raided the North Hollywood home of Siaka Masakoya shortly before 6 a.m. Thursday, according to a source familiar with the investigation. So your first response is, wow, you know, they, 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 they raided him, right? They had 20 agents. They were armed. They were in tactical gear. They raided this guy's home. Sounds pretty bad. Well, here's the, an article about the exact same in- incident, this time from Epoch Times. Conservative actor Siaka Masakoi was arrested by the FBI on November 30th and charged with misdemeanors in connection with his presence during the January 6, 2021 U.S. Capitol breach. The FBI arrested Mr. Masakoya as he arrived home from a movie premiere, according to a legal defense fundraising effort set up in his name. At the time, he he was with his pregnant wife, Charlotte Masakoya. The FBI separated them and took him to jail. A little later down in the article, we read that um, he stayed overnight and was told uh, that he was charged with four misdemeanors pertaining to his presence outside the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Do you notice a difference? Yahoo News, which again tends to lean towards the 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 what we call the left, the the Marxist socialist collectivist agenda, says he was raided. He's so dangerous it took 20 armed agents to take him down. Epoch Times, which again tends to be a bit more right of center, um, you know, a, a little different, point out that uh, he was arrested for four misdemeanors for being outside the Capitol building. So you're telling me you put these two together, right? Take you, you know, you've got he said, she said, the truth is probably a combination of the two. And what do we see? We see an actor identified as a conservative actor who was raided by an armed and tactically outfitted FBI unit of at least 20 actors, 20 agents. He was taken into custody in front of his pregnant wife and sent to jail overnight on charges of four misdemeanors because he was outside the Capitol in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. He was there, and that warranted... Even I even question the misdemeanor charges, but you're telling me that warranted an FBI tactical raid for a an obviously not even not even a felon, much less a violent felon. This is these are misdemeanor charges, and this is and and you're saying that you're worried that the president that that if Trump becomes president, he will use the DOJ to to arrest his opponents. We already have that, ladies and gentlemen. We are living in that today. But I want you to listen to the to the next part of the uh, Trump clip. And you know the good thing with me is I have a big voice and people mm. know me. And you know me for a long time. 
but people know me and I'm able to speak. But if you're a regular politician, a really good politician, an honest politician, and you get indicted, you get a subpoena, and that gets reported in the paper and the news, you have to leave office. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is, I think, why these people are so afraid of Trump. See, he has the money and the name recognition and the uh, uh, visibility to stand up to these attacks. What if he does a regular ordinary politician or just a regular ordinary American or just an actor coming home from a movie premiere to find out you've being, you're being raided by the FBI for a handful of misdemeanors? Ladies and gentlemen, that is well beyond the pot calling the kettle black. Now, I have to take a break, um, probably lower my blood pressure a little bit. Before I go, though, you know, I suggest you go to AmericaOutloud.news every day. I do. I get their news feeds. I get their newsletters. There's a lot of great information about what's going on from a lot of different points of view. And I suggest you join us because you're going to get the, the he said, she said, so you can synthesize, well, what was actually said, or at least get a better idea of it. But I'm going to ask you to do a bit more, right? Going and visiting, getting that information is a wonderful thing. It'd be even better if you shared it. Find a story, find a, a podcast or a, an article or a video, something that says something important, something that makes you mad, something that makes you happy, something that you just think everybody should know, and then share it. I know we keep looking for the big things to fix this nation. How about we start with a few little things? Simply share that information. Share it with friends, share it with family, share it on social media. I don't care how large your following is. See, if we want to secure the blessings of liberty, we have to start by letting people know what's going on and what we can do about it. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern.
I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution study today. Well, we're talking about the pot calling the kettle black, or maybe it's the uh, the, the fact that uh, while people are, are looking at specks in our eyes, they're missing the beam in their own. I've already talked about uh, the, this hyperbolic uh, uh, call that, oh my God, if Trump wins the presidency, he's going to become an autocrat, a tyrant, a dictator. We have one in the office now. I, I, listen, I'm not a huge fan of Trump. Some of the things he did were good. Some of the things he did were bad. But I'm not a big fan, right? I, straight up. But if I look at what he did, I'm saying, what back there looked like a tyrant? How many people did, did uh, Trump send to jail based on trumped-up charges? How many of the uh, uh, people who demonstrated about his, his uh, presidency did he have the FBI SWAT? The, the term swatting, using, using you know, basically, you know, falsely charging people, uh, accusing people in order to get the police to show up in mass and number to endanger the people's lives. How many? None that I'm aware of. If you are, let me know. I, I'm curious. But when you look at a tyrant in, in, in office, all you have to do is look at the current occupant. How many Orders, how many executive orders, how many rules and regulations has he tried to establish simply with his pen and his phone? It was, remember, it was Biden that said he was going to sign an executive order demanding that country companies with more than 100 employees institute a vaccine mandate. It was Biden that, uh, uh, that issued an executive order to, um, change to, to try and, and, push gasoline cars out of the market, make them too expensive. It was Biden that has been using executive orders to promote uh, his different agendas. That just bypasses Congress. He just goes off on his own. What about his, his executive order on artificial intelligence? First of all, most people I hear talking about artificial intelligence, they don't know what they're talking about. I am not an expert on artificial intelligence. I am not. I know enough about it to be reasonably dangerous. But um, the idea that the president, simply by signing a piece of paper, believes the federal government can regulate the creation of individuals. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a tyrant. That is an autocrat. An autocrat that says, we're just going to let the bureaucracy rule. We're going to forget Congress. We don't need no stinking Congress. We're just going to make it up as we go along through executive orders and bureaucratic regulations. The people, we don't care about the people. They'll do exactly what we say because they've, been, they've shown themselves to mostly be sheep. That's what COVID taught our administration. We don't need to wait for a tyrant in office. We have a tyrant in office. And rather than worrying, oh, my God, a president that might actually, oh, I don't know, um, follow the Constitution. 
we have a president that simply ignores, that wipes his backside if he could find it with the Constitution, and we're supposed to be worried that we've got a that there may be a tyrant in office. Again, we're talking about a gentleman who issued exec who, who through executive order wants his agencies to regulate what type of, of stove you have in your house, what type of, of equipment you can use in your yard, what kind of appliances you can have in your house, what you know, what has to be in your car. Don't forget, this is the same administration that wants to put speed monitors in your car, that wants to put uh, impairment detectors in your car, that wants to tell you that you live at their, at their behest. You live by their sufferance. They get to tell you how to live your life. And this is not a tyrant. This is the same president, the same tyrant, who used the FBI to target anybody who, who questioned the, the, the who questioned the January the, the November 2020 election, who saw any problems of what was going on, was targeted by this administration. An administration that has gone gone again uh, or, or attacked um, parents for simply being involved in their school board. They got labeled as domestic violent extremists for questioning what their children are being taught. Uh, speaking of going after political opponents, remember Jeffrey Clark? Remember he's the the the, the bar associate. The, the, the Washington's trying to have him disbarred, uh, basically for giving Trump uh, legal advice. Now, what's interesting is. Uh, apparently, the, uh, uh, the the licensing association, the bar association, the licenses uh, uh, lawyers, which is a whole other issue, uh, claims that Mr. Clark violated the rules because he drafted a letter to to uh, the the Georgia Election Committee, noting that the DOJ identified significant concerns that may have impacted the outcome of the 2020 election in multiple states, including Georgia. Now, Clark did not send the letter because his superiors objected to signing it. And uh, then President Trump opted against having it sent. The D.C. bar, however, is now charging Clark with attempted dishonesty and attempted serious interference with the administration of justice, which would cause, cost him his license and possibly his freedom. Now, Mr. Clark has requested several key pieces of evidence related to the election issues to show that he was not attempting to be dishonest. But apparently, both the Department of Justice and the Director of National Intelligence won't hand over this exculpatory data. See, back in October, Clark's legal team asked the Office of Director of National Intelligence to hand over classified documents detailing evidence of foreign election interference, which... Clark had dealt with when he was in the Trump administration. They've refused to hand it over. And again, the, the, the charges against Clark deal with the falsity of his assertions, and you, he apparently says there is evidence, but the government's failing to hand it over. Tell me that's not obstruction of justice. It is. Where, where, the, where are the charges? Of, where are the charges? Where is the, 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 uh, where's the media? coming to the defense of a man being denied justice. Um, not much anywhere. Not much of anywhere. Now, what is the, uh, the Department of Justice spending its time on? Well, you'll love this. 
So there's a, a, a trucking company in Tennessee. Uh, there's actually a Covenant Transportation, Inc. It's affiliated with the Transportation Management Services. Now, Covenant Transport, and I believe the, the, the uh, Transportation Management Services, are both uh, located in Chattanooga, Tennessee. What's happened is the Department of Justice has slapped a $700,000 fine on both Covenant and uh, Transportation and Transportation Management. What are they being fined? What horrendous thing did they do that warranted a $700,000 fine? Well, the DOJ claims that uh, these companies, the Covenant discriminated against non-U.S. citizen workers by requiring specific documentation to confirm their legal status to work in the United States. Now, understand, just because you are a non-citizen in the United States does not mean you can legally work. Just because you are here legally as a non-citizen doesn't mean you can legally work. There are different visas that allow you to, so, you know, a student visa doesn't allow you to, to, to work, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but the last I know, we have all these funky visas that allow you to do certain things and not certain things in different sectors and different things. So the, as I understand it, Covenant said, um, oh, you're not a citizen you have a permanent, well, let's see, um, would you show us your, can you show us your permanent residence card? Can we know that you're here legally so that you're legally allowed to work? And if you didn't have your green card, if you weren't a permanent resident, well, they would ask for other documentation to show you can, you're, you're here legally so you can legally work. In other words, they were following the law. Or at least they were attempting to by making sure that potential employees were legally allowed to work. Now, here's where things get uh, got sticky. You see, according to federal law, the worker decides which valid, legally acceptable documentation they can use to demonstrate their both their identity and their permission to work. Now, employees must allow these workers to present whatever applicable documents they choose. They cannot reject a, a valid document that reasonably appears to be genuine. Um, but isn't the employer on the hook if they hire somebody who's not legally authorized? And the fine, $700,000 in civil penalties. Because you said, listen, do, do you have your green card? Do, do you have a doc? Do you have, there are documents we need to prove you're legally here documents that the federal government says establish that you're legally allowed to work in this country. And for that, they got fined $700,000. But it's even a bit more twisted, because think about it. The DOJ is claiming they discriminated against these non-U.S. workers by asking for documentation, but they didn't say they lost their job because of it. They didn't say they weren't hired. They're saying, we need proof. And there are certain things we accept as proof. Did you have one of those? In other words, they didn't say you're, they discriminate against non-citizens. They said you have to prove you have the legal authority to work. Now, maybe there's some details in here I'm not familiar with. That, that's entirely possible. But you know what? Pretty much every time I've gone to work, I've had to provide things like um, driver's license, uh, proof of citizenship. Um, um, you know, uh, social security information. 
and the, the I didn't get to choose which of those I could provide. Well, generally, yeah, I had a list. I had a list. Here's the thing: you need a driver's license, you need a a a, a state ID card, you need a passport, and I got to choose. Did Covenant say, "Here's a list of the documents we we need to prove you can legally work here"? Pick one. I don't know. Maybe there's a detail in it I'm missing, but this seems like an awful lot of focus on an awful severe penalty for simply trying to make sure you're abiding by the law that says employers must make sure that employees are legally authorized to work in the country before they hire them. And while we're at it, let's take a look at the EPA, right? Another, by the way, an agency that does not legally exist, take a look at the Constitution. And regulating the environment is not a power delegated to the United States. But they're going to come up with a whole new, not a law, they're just going to come up with new rules. They want oil producers to um, well, upgrade their equipment to deal with methane emissions. They want to curb methane emissions because we know cow farts and, and things like that are the end of the world. Of course, there's no proof that it's actually true. You know, There's no actual science behind this, but they want it. So you have, a again, an agency under the administration of Joe Biden that's simply going to make up rules to promote his climate agenda. We want to get rid of cow farts. We want to get rid of methane. The fact that this is probably going to put small energy companies out of business, I don't even know if that's, uh, if it's not that it doesn't matter, or maybe it's actually a feature. Because remember, this is the same president that allowed large national chain stores to be open during the COVID scandemic, but shut down all the mom and pop shops. But does that really matter? No, no, we have an agenda. We want this, so we're going to make up the rules. Oh, representatives of the people? Taxation without representation? Ah, fooey, we don't care about that. You don't need representation. You got the big guy. And while we're at it, how, not just the energy sector, what about the transportation sector? See, the Biden administration is going to have new regulatory guidance. Guidance for what? Well, for subsidies. See, if you, if you want to get dollars from the federal government that they've extorted from the American people, in order to, you know, for the, in the aviation, they want you to have sustainable aviation fuel. You see, apparently under the Inflation Reduction Act, remember supposed to reduce inflation, didn't do that great a job of it. They included um, a provision that would allow uh, tax credits for more uh, different um, blends of, of jet fuel or whatever that apparently jet fuel that um, use ethanol, corn-based ethanol. See, if you make ethanol out of something other than corn, I guess you're, you're just out of luck. So again, we have the, the tyrant-in-chief saying, you know what? We want you burning up our food. Because remember, it's corn. And most of this corn, got, you know, you got, sure you got the sweet corn that you eat, but do you realize how much stuff corn is in? How much of the food you eat has corn in it? Sure, you got, you know, pigs and, 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 and uh, cattle that eat corn and then eventually end up on your dinner plate. But you think of how much of, of the, the, the food that you eat has corn, high fructose corn syrup, or other corn-based products, and we're going to make it more expensive because we want to burn it in our jets. Again, not established by the Constitution, 
not established by laws from the representatives of the people, simply by a dictator in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And yet those who are worried about Trump rolling back some of that nonsense, they call him the tyrant. Listen, I've taken another break. Um, I hope you head to the website, constitutionstudy.com. I've got some interesting stuff coming up, some news feeds. I've got uh, some articles that are coming up there you may find interesting. Hey, you can join a mailing list. You can find out. uh, You'll be notified when I post something, uh, uh, any of my articles and videos on that website. Um, You can find out what's going on in the newsletter or my insider update to see what's going on here with the Constitution Study. Find it all at constitutionstudy.com. Of course, if you wish to buy a book or maybe donate to help keep the Constitution Study running, I would appreciate that very much as well. Another problem that we're dealing with, like I said, I've already mentioned COVID and some of the regulations that came out of that. Well, COVID's hanging around. Not so much COVID itself, but long COVID. Uh, people shedding the spike protein from the uh, from the booster, the shots. Well, if you're suffering from long COVID or you're worried about shedding, the wellness company has a, pr- a product that may help you. It's called Spike Support. It's backed by documented research and vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company to help neutralize and dissolve the spike proteins that are so toxic to your to the body. Now, if you want to find out more, go to americaoutloud.shop. Through there, you'll find out how you can get 25% off of products and off of your first month of membership. Just use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. So again, to find out more, go to americaoutloud.shop. Look for Spike Protein. Look for the wellness company. Find all the details and give this product a try. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. 
Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back, Everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution study. Today, we're calling the pot that calls the kettle black. Um, you know, the, the, the hyperbolic rhetoric about, oh my God, what happens if Trump becomes uh, president? He'll become a dictator. We've got a dictator. We've got, I, I mean, compare what Trump did to what Biden has done, and you've got a dictator. It's not even close. We've already documented the the attack on his political enemies, the use of his agencies to uh, promote agendas that are not authorized by the Constitution, bypassing Congress. All of this, you know, all these tyrannical acts, and apparently the people that are worried that Trump will do this are just fine if Biden does it. It shows you the political hackery that uh, passes for discourse in America today. And um, the reason you need to find multiple sources and compare them and contrast them to see if you can find the truth. Because one thing about a tyrant is tyrants just love spending money on their own um, peccadillos, on what they think is, is sexy, what they want. So now the Biden administration said they're going to spend $3 billion, yeah, $3, I mean, $3 billion of your money money confiscated from you illegally, illegally in this case, because they want to send it overseas to help them with climate change and gender equality. Now, I want to point this out. This is Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1 of the Constitution. It says, The Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, how does spending $3 billion that Congress has collected in taxes or borrowed in your name to help less developed countries deal with climate change or to deal with apparently 400 million is to advance gender equality? They don't worry about the Constitution. They ignore the, they literally wipe their backsides with the Constitution. And we're clear, and they're worried that, that Trump will be a tyrant. Now, again, I'm no fan of Trump. Uh, some of the things he does is, is are good. Some of the things he did, not so good. Some of them were downright blatantly unconstitutional. And I'd love to see him called up to account for it. I'd even love for him to admit the mistakes he made. That would be, that would be a, a, a unique situation. But for the promoters, the bootlickers, the butt kissers of this administration, to worry that, oh, Trump will become a dictator. You're already working for the dictator. You are. You just either don't realize it or just you like the dictator because he's on your side. If the dictator's on your side, apparently everything's just funky, hunky-dory, nothing to worry about. But when the dictator, when somebody on the other side wants to do things, well, God help us. It's it, He's a tyrant. He's an autocrat. Biden himself has decided to take to steal three billion dollars. I say steal because is it for the the um for the for the uh, pay the, is it to pay the debt of the United States? No, it's going to involve more borrowing, more money. Is it the, the common defense of the United States? Well, no. 
How is it a common defense? I mean, you might make it an agenda of, I'm trying to prop up a country so that they don't become militant and attack us. That might be a stretch, but you might be able to make that one. But how does helping a country um, deal with climate change defend us? Doesn't. And is it for the general welfare of the United States? Not even close. Not even close. But yet here he is making up all on his own. Did he go to Congress and say, hey, we want you to appropriate money? Because you have to remember, Constitution also says that no money can be spent from the Treasury except on appropriations from Congress, by appropriation by law. Uh, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. No money shall be drawn from the Treasury but in consequence of appropriations made by law. Excuse me, Mr. President, where's the law that said you could bribe other countries with money because you think it's going to have, you know, you're claiming it's climate change. I don't even know if there's any proof of that. Tell me he's not a tyrant. He's simply doing whatever the heck he wants. And while you're at it, the IRS, again, part of the executive branch, means meaning all power, all executive power is vested in the present. So when the IRS does something, they're doing it in the name and under the authority of the present. Now, if you've ever, if you're not a salaried employee, right? If you, you know, most of us, um, you know, most people, they have, they work, they get a paycheck, they money is withheld from that paycheck, and the only impact we have on how much money is withheld generally is, uh, you know, how many deductions do you do you claim? Well, guess what? If you're a business like me, uh, you pay quarterly uh, income tax based on your estimated income. And sometimes you get it wrong. I mean, I've done it before. Even when I worked in corporate America, sometimes I would get things wrong based on on bonuses and other things like that. And you had to pay uh, a a fine. There was a service charge for um, underpaying your withholding, which, again, a whole other issue. I got to deal with that. And that was, by the way, 3%. So if you were $1,000, if you were short, uh, say, $1,000 in taxes, well, then you had to pay three or $30, uh, $30 service charge. Well, now that number is 8%. So now that you have the IRS, and they're coming up with these penalties. And again, where, do they, where is it? This is not the collection of taxes. Now, apparently what they're saying is because interest rates are going up, this is simply the, the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, interest rates are going up. So our service charges are going up because, um, you know, it's, it's like uh, uh, it's like when you don't pay your credit card on time, they charge you interest. That's kind of what they're talking about here. Uh, but again, where did the IRS get the authority to simply make up a number? And I'm sure somebody out there is, well, Paul, when they created the IRS, they said they the Congress gave them the authority to uh, create rules, including a uh, paying of fines and interest. Uh, there's a problem. Have you heard the of the non-delegation doctrine? Yeah, the, the idea that one branch of government cannot delegate its authority to another branch of government, it violates separation of powers. Well, that means Congress cannot delegate to the IRS or any other executive branch the authority to make law. And determining the fines seems like they're making law to me. Oh, no, they're rules or regulations. No, they have the effect of law. Because if you don't pay it, 
well, you can go to jail. Sounds like a law to me. So when you have a bureaucracy, an executive agency, under the authority of the President of the United States, simply raising interest rates that they're going to charge you without any approval from Congress, without any uh, 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 representation in the decision-making process, ladies and gentlemen, those are the acts of a tyrant. And how many of you learned in school, why do we declare independence from Great Britain? Taxation without representation? Granted, that was number 17 out of 27 grievances, but here you have another example of taxation. We ha you're going to pay a fine, but you didn't get, there was no representation in how big that fine should be. See, the thing we seem to forget is the tyrant, although ultimately in charge, never works alone. They have their minions, the bureaucrats, the processes that, that they use to control everything they can, to get their fingers into absolutely everything. But in many cases, there's more. They have their shills. We have, again, we have a freedom of the press. You can publish anything you want. But we, the people, need to recognize that when you're dealing with shills for one presidential candidate over another, when, when a, a, the shills look and say, oh, my God, this guy, our political opponent, he is going to be a dictator and ignore the fact that the person they're shilling for already is a dictator. We, the people, need to be aware of that. We need to stand up and say, no, there's something wrong here. How do we fix this? Because one of the signs of a tyrant is a desire to simply shut down opposition. Don't give them the chance to speak. And we certainly have seen enough of that with um, the Biden administration trying to get social media to uh, deplatform and censor the administration's political opponents. And we've seen social media going along with it, right? A pox on both their houses. But when you have, and when you have uh, different media outlets saying, oh my God, the, 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 the end is coming. The sky is falling if Trump wins. Hey, go for it. You're allowed your own opinion. But if you only listen to that one side and you never see the rest of the story, the tyrant is in charge. I'm not saying the opposition is pure as a wind-driven snow. They lie as well. That's why it's up to you to find the truth by looking at both sides. But I want you to consider this story. I, br I brought this story on um, mainly because, to me, there's a little bit of good news that I hope will become serious good news. So part of this agenda we keep hearing is this, this racist agenda that everybody's a racist. It's the agenda that says all white people are racist, that, that black and the Latinos are pure as the wind-driven snow. It's only the white people that are racist and, and um, you know, anything they do that could possibly be considered racist. Like, like uh, uh, was it uh, Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver, who saw a garage door pull and said, oh my God, it's a noose, they're out to lynch me. Uh, Jesse Smollett and his hoax about being uh, attacked uh, while out buying a Subway sandwich, come to find out he set it up. Well, now we've got a, a new one. So uh, uh, this kid was at a, a Kansas City Chiefs football game. And uh, in the football game, as you've, if you ever watched a football game, 
you'll know that there are fans. They tend to get dressed up, and some of them will put on face paint and all of this. And, um, well, this one quote-unquote journalist at Deadspin claimed he saw a boy, a young boy, in blackface. Now, here's, again, this is one of those uh, red flags, right? Because he shows a picture. It is the right profile of this young boy. He's wearing an Indian headdress, and he's got black on his face. Oh, my God. Racist, racism. Well, here's the problem. That's the wrong picture. See, they set him up. I'm sorry. They set this young boy up because if you look at the other pictures of this boy, he's wearing a Kansas City face paint that's red on one side and black on the other. This is called framing. The photographer, I believe intentionally, framed this shot to make this boy look racist to promote their agenda. An agenda promoted, by the way, by the current administration that, um, as as Mr. Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Here you go. Was this orchestrated by the administration? No. But it certainly appears to be organized by uh, groups that would support him. They say, well, where's the good news, Paul? That sounds pretty awful. It is awful. Apparently, the, the parents are threatening to sue Deadspin for what they said, for the lie, the lie that Deadspin promoted. Apparently, they've uh, retained an attorney uh, who sent a demand letter to Deadspin, which says uh, these articles, posts on X, and photos about Holden and his parents must be retracted immediately. It is not enough to quietly remove a tweet from X or disable the articles from Deadspin's website. You must publish your retractions and issue an apology to my clients with the same prominence and fanfare with which you defamed them. Good. I wonder what's going to happen. I, I, I want to keep an eye on this. Now, if Deadspin is an honest media broker, if this was an honest mistake, then they should do pretty much what the family asked for. They must print, they must remove the content, they must publish a retraction, they must promote the, the retraction, say, we were wrong, this is the truth. Am I holding my breath for them to do that? Not so much. So as we close out, I want you to remember, it is human nature for us to see our failings in, the, in, in our opponents. The, the, what, what we think is the speck in their eye, more often than not, is the beam in our own. We project our assumptions onto others. And that, ladies and gentlemen, well, that's led to where we are in many cases. It leads to the the belief, not just the the rhetoric, the belief that uh, um, a Republican president, regardless of who it is, would be a tyrant. Not because of the tyranny of our Republican presidents. We've had some that have been more tyrannical than others. But look at what at the tyranny of the current administration, and. They're projecting onto others what they're already doing. 
it's why I say, trust, but verify. Find other sources. Get different sources. You'll find the truth is more often than not somewhere in the middle. But you won't find it unless you go looking for it. Because, again, it is human nature for us to, to be the pot and to call the kettle black. To see in others what we actually see in ourselves. But I also have to ask you, are you prepared to make your voting decisions based on the rhetoric of others? Or are you actually going to go and find out the facts, find out what was done? See, that's the thing I think we want to remember. If you're voting based on rhetoric, you're using your vote for someone else's agenda. However, if you are willing to find the truth, if you're willing to search for the truth, yes, you can find it. And then maybe you can make a decision based on the truth, or at least something closer to the truth than somebody's rhetoric. Now, am I saying that Trump wouldn't possibly be a tyrant? No. But when I look at the actions of the current commander-in-chief, I see a tyrant already. Now, hopefully you'll come back and join us for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. Our shows go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio, and you can listen in your favorite podcast app. But please, subscribe to the show. Lead us, lead us ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. Find all the links you need at the homepage at AmericaOutloud.news. But as with so many other things, please share them. By sharing this news, by sharing this information, you are helping to share the blessings of liberty. <laughs> 